The current spoiler warning level is, Butterscotch. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Butterscotch. This one's a little weird to quantify, um, because... Most of this episode is talking about a machine from uh, Zeta, which is obviously fine, and a few variants from things that are, you know, spinoffs and AOZ that don't matter. Uh, we do give you a spoiler warning at a point where we're going to talk about something from a Build Fighters spinoff that hasn't been translated, so you'd think, oh, who cares? But in so discussing it, we do bring up some, like, mechanical and setting details of Build Fighters, and so if you don't want to hear Build Fighters, stuff you should probably not listen past that point and then at the end we have a question oh, well i slapped my leg while talking sorry about that um and uh when we get to the question the question is just you know like most questions are we end up talking about everything we've seen i don't think it's super spoilery but it is for a bunch of future gundam stuff so uh at that point skip if you just don't want to hear general discussion of future gundam uh suit mechanics please enjoy the episode friends and folks and welcome back to Mechanista NG and welcome back to Dylan. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Dylan. Hey, I'm back. I'm, I'm alive still. So be honest with me here and with the listener. Uh-huh. When you saw that the filler episode we did without you was Gundam Evolution, did you even bother? <laughs> uh, I downloaded it. I haven't listened to it yet, though. Fair enough, fair enough. Busy, busy stuff. I I'm like, I have so many friends' podcasts where if they were to ask me, I'm like, I do listen to your show. I am way behind, however. I'm yeah, that, sorry. <laughs> that's kind of always my thing, is like, I have a lot of podcasts downloaded, but it doesn't mean... See, I... There was a discussion in uh, GGP, or in the um, network chat uh, for Abnormal Mapping, uh, regarding... Uh, I think it was through one of their VoIP Life episodes regarding like how they listen to podcasts. And I found out there's a lot of people who listen at, like, 1.5 times speed or 2 times speed or whatever. I can't do mm-hmm. that. That's my problem, is I, I just cannot. Human voices... No. One of the things about podcasts that I really like is I put them on... Mainly because I have n- nervous problems, and hearing people's voices in general as ambient noise also keeps me from, like, losing my mind. Um, so... To to do to alter the voice like that would actually just make it like really stressful for me. I think mm-hmm. because it's like oh that won't sound like a person anymore. Like oh that's my alarm. Medication. For... <laughs> that was my alarm for the uh for the for making sure I'm ready for the show today. Oh Let me turn oh right, off. I guess we're a little later, so it wouldn't be medication. Um, nope. Yeah, I have different reasons, which is that I am I, in the time since I got further into this and started to get to know other podcasters i have met a few who are a little more neurotic about editing than me but not very many um and so like the problem for me is like why would i listen at an accelerated speed like when i am editing this and i hear like a pause i manually edit the length of that pause to convey the emotion like i'm very deliberate about this stuff (laughs) that's fair (laughs) yeah well that's i guess yeah that's the other thing right is like there's you, you, you would lose, like, beats, I guess, is a thing, right? Like, if you're listening at, like, a higher speed. Like, it wouldn't be quite the same. Um, 
with that regard. Um, but yeah, like I said, I no no shame on people who do. I get it. Uh, people are busy and people like to be able to listen to a lot of things. I just it's just one of those things that like for me is just I can't I couldn't do it. Um, uh, what's it words? Uh, but yeah, like. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts I have downloaded that I still need to listen to in general. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, ones that like people have told me are good, and I'm like, okay. Or ones, other ones by people I like. Like, I've listened to all the Just King things, for instance, but I have like a bunch of game study study buddies downloaded, but I've not listened to any of them yet. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Especially because yeah. I know if I wanted to listen to them, I would probably start from the first one, and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Totally. Whereas... I, uh, I I'm working on catching up on uh friend of the friend of the show uh Grant's uh bizarre podcast Dogs Must Die. I'm getting close. Um and I have Sex Archie downloaded, but I haven't started it yet because it just feels like I, I will do it and I will enjoy it, but right now it just feels like a, a jump that I'm like, I'm too busy to make this jump right now. Yeah, no, I, I I same thing with me. I have a lot of those downloaded now too, and I'm like, uh, I need to listen to them, but I haven't started yet. Um and then there's like I'm like looking at my because I have my times played uh, as a tick thing in my audio player, and I'm like looking and I'm like yeah there was a couple where yeah like you know whole seasons of Friends of the Table I have downloaded that I still haven't listened to yet, um, mm-hmm. you know so uh, like uh, some episode I still haven't fully caught up on Gotham City Limits uh, from Export Audio just lots of different little things that you know I've downloaded that I'm planning on listening to but. Uh, it doesn't help that, you know, I only listen to things like if I'm up in my room, uh, but if I'm like downstairs hanging out with like, you know, housemates or whatever, uh, I, you know, I'm not listening to a podcast generally unless we're all listening to something together. Um, so, you know, only at specific times, but anyway, yeah. Uh, robots. So what do you want to roll? You want to just roll regular and then do a listener request episode? Sounds good. Just back to normal form. Yeah. All right. D6 is easy enough. All right. Early UC. Yay. Always love talking early UC. Let's see what we well, get. Don't, don't get ahead of yourself because will you love talking about the... Oh, no. What is it? This list is out of date. I have to fix, it's like there's a number skip and I didn't fix it. But, you know, listen, math is pretty easy to do um, when you're just subtracting one. RX139. RX139, that's a Titan suit. It Uh, is a Titan suit, that's true. Would it be, mm, it's a later Titan suit. It's not the Beerlant, right? Because that's like 1-5 something, I think. It is not the Beerlant. Or the Barzum. Uh, is it the Hambrabi? It is the Hambrabi. Well done. Woo! Yeah, because I'm, like, thinking in my head. I'm like, okay, I know that, uh... I, I think, actually, 154 is Barzum, I think. Uh, let me see. I might be wrong about that. Uh? You might be. Who knows? Let's see. No, RMS. Oh, no, it's RMS 154 for Barzum. It's not RX. Whoops. All right, that's where I got it wrong. Right, because the Barzum's a mass production suit, so it's RMS. Uh, But then uh, that means RX... I'm going to guess one... Ooh. I think 141 is Zeku Wines. 
this is going to be a fun episode because Sorry, the, uh, of the of the like variants and developed intos and all that the only one i know is oh, the like um the, the aoz um marzion variant i don't oh. know any of the others so this will be fun yeah. Also, I was wrong about that too, right? RMS one four one for Zeku Wines, duh, because I just said mass production suit. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, I kept assuming they were all RXs, but no. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Beerland's not a mass production suit, so that's definitely an RX. Let me see what that is. Dylan, get back on track. No, hold on. I'm thinking uh, RX one sixty. Okay. Anyway, Hambrabi. Look, I'm sorry. I got distracted because I started thinking about numbers again. Uh, I noticed that. <laughs> I know you did. Um, <laughs> all right. The Hambrabi, uh, suit from Zeta Gundam. Uh, this is a transforming mobile suit used by the Titans, uh, specifically used by Yazan and Dunkel and Ramses, uh, the the other two Yazan friends that I don't think most people remember the names. Uh, I, I think I remember them mostly because they were ones that were in Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2, and they would deploy with Yazan, so... Anytime there was, like, a trio, I would remember all the names because they would always say them together. Uh, or, like, you know, the same reason I remember Gaia, Mash, and Ortega, even though I don't give a shit about the Black Tri-Stars. Um, but yeah. The Hambrabi is a very strange mobile suit. Uh, it is... I'm trying to think, like, combat role-wise, it kind of can just do a lot. Um... You know, I feel like it is a, like, a fast, heavily armed, like, I, I feel like you could call it an interceptor, but it does, it, it is capable of, like, ship assault. I just don't feel like it's necessarily built for it. Yeah. Um, the, the main thing with the Hambrabi is, okay, going over the design, the head? We'll call it the head. Uh, it, the head and the shoulders are technically all, like, one piece, but... You'll be able to identify what the head is if you're looking at this. Uh, the big cone. Uh, it's just a big blue cone. On the front, you have two slits, each with a mono-eye. And on the back of it, you also have uh, another slit with a mono-eye. Uh, just a single one uh, going down the whole back of the cone. Mm-hmm. Um, the shoulders, as said, uh, the shoulder's initial bit of armor is actually connected to the head there. Um, so, you know, that's all, like, one piece. Uh, for, like, the middle of the torso, you have a darker blue piece uh, that has two green cables that are coming out of it, and those wrap around uh, the, like, they they kind of wrap around the back of the shoulder into the backpack. Um, and you've also got a big red cockpit hatch. Though, actually, oh, uh, I, I don't know if the red is the cockpit hatch or if the gray with the slit down the middle is the cockpit hatch, and that's, like, the door that opens. Let's see. I mean, it's it's... Zeta, so I'm pretty sure it's the classic, like, the gray part folds down and then the red opens up. Uh, nope, nope, it is actually nope? the, uh, red. Here it is, uh, because we have it open here. Let me, uh, send this your way. Here you go. And it's just that red piece opens up like that. Oh, that gray doesn't move at all. I mean, I guess it pivots on it. Yeah, but... I guess that's, the gray huh. is, I guess, like, the, the, a literal ball joint for, like, the torso to rotate on and, like, do ab crunches and whatnot. Unusual oh. design. I do like the look of that cockpit compared to like it just feels like they like it doesn't feel that strange. It just feels like they decided to do a different thing, which yeah. I appreciate. Which it definitely does have though the red cockpit ball on the inside that is used when you know it explodes and can separate from mm. the thing. But God, Zeta looks so fucking good. 
Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Uh, moving on to the arms now. You have another section of shoulder armor that pops out of the shoulder armor that's just a big point. If you look at the top at the front of the art, you'll notice that there's these black little uh, tracks. That's because there's two more mono eyes in there uh, on the top of the shoulders. Um, then for the actual arms themselves, you have a really interesting arm construction, actually, because you've got like this really thin gray bicep, but it's got like a little bit of armor, like blue armor wrapped around it that uh, it, it kind of like it, it, on the outside, it's like pointed out. You know, it has like a little, what looks like a bolt or something in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, but it's like worn around the long, thin gray arm. Um, and then the forearms, you just get this very boxy design. There are claws on the wrist, uh, that can fold down, um, that are noticeable. Uh, those pop down generally in the MA mode, though I imagine could also just be used for close up attack if necessary. Uh, and then with the hands, uh, you got gray hands with, like, blue hand armor. Um, the waist is pretty simple. You got a single crotch plate on the front. Uh, you've got... The skirts are actually, I believe, implemented onto the leg, it looks like, rather than being actual skirts. Right. Uh, like, it looks like they are uh, connected to the sides of the legs. Um... So they're not like, because, you know, usually you have the skirts hanging off the waist, but not in this case. And there's mm -hmm. no rear skirts or anything either. Though should note, it does have a tail um, on the rear side, though that's connected more into the backpack. So we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, the upper leg, there's nothing too special going on with it. But as you hit, it starts looking real weird once you get to the joint, because you've got like uh, another blue piece of armor around the joint uh, that kind of it connects into the upper leg as well um you've got this really cool knee armor that has like these little steps to it um for the lower leg you get again kind of weird looking uh the leg itself is not really like too fancy but it's got on the inside you have three holes that are cut out of the inside and then on the outside the armor uh kind of juts out uh like little tiny wing wood and that also has three holes, like, cut into it. Which, mm -hmm. the holes are cool. They just, they look neat, just having that. Um, and the feet are just very pointy feet. They have a very tall rear heel. They don't really have high heels, because, you know, both the feet, like, both halves lie flat. But the f back of the foot is just tall. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so then for the backpack, I guess, uh, you have this dark blue piece... With, I believe those are just two little uh, beam cannons on the sides. Uh, like look very um, Rick Diaz. Yeah, kind of like the beam pistols, but they're just like permanently connected there. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you have two little uh, dark blue wings uh, that are sticking out of either side. Um, obviously visible from the front as well, just because they're rather wide. Uh, and then, as mentioned, you have also a tail. Uh, coming out of the back of the bottom of the backpack. Where are all the verniers in this thing? Because it's fucking fast. Uh, I assume there are some those like little pieces on the back of the calves maybe are. Um, oh, I uh, forgot to mention there are tubes on the outer sides of the legs as well. Uh, going into the going from like where the joint is and that extra armor to the upper thigh. Um, 
do we actually have a number for uh like it's uh thrusters it mentions it actually only has two rockets and four uh vernier thrusters so it doesn't actually hmm. have a ton it does have two rockets though and the, it wording them as rockets is interesting yeah um, maybe maybe they're in like the legs or something maybe that explains yeah it. well it moves really fast when transformed is specifically the thing too Right, so like when the legs fold in fold such a way up. that they could really take advantage of it, that's that's where yeah. the speed comes in. Um, uh huh. Plus, it has cause... a very weird profile. Uh, so this thing's kind of like a big evil manta ray of a mobile suit. Uh, kind of is how I think of it. Though, of course, it has like a weird head even for that, just because it's got like a cone head. Oh, and it can't be the legs because the legs fold forward. Yeah, looking at the transformation, the legs actually fold forward. I'm curious. I'm looking, actually. So it's funny, when you see it boosting, there are two large thrusts uh, coming out of the back of it. Um, I'm assuming maybe it's maybe they're located in the wings, like, themselves. Because, like, I'm, like, looking at the, um, like, the high-grades box art. Uh, and also, like, if you look at, like, uh, let me show you this art uh, of the MA mode. You can see it just has two big thrusters like that are engaged back there so those might be in the wings the only thing that makes me think maybe otherwise is there's another shot um oh i had it a second ago where'd i fucking oh ah okay so it's it's the angle on it is a little (coughs) bad but the thing that i get from this shot is that the the center of that thrust is not on the wing it looks like that's fair it's weird looking at it, because uh, then you have also, here's the high-grades art, right? Mm-hmm. And that is, those are more off-center to the wings. Let's see. I'm looking... Hard to, hard to tell. Yeah, I'm looking for more art. Uh, oh, this is cute, actually. Uh, this is not, uh, this is not uh, going to help us at all, because this one just has one large central back thrust. But I do like that the three cards for the Gundam War card game... Uh, they have three different, uh, Hambrobbies that can all, like, like their art flows together when you have the cards all next to each other like that. I think that's cute. That is cute. Uh, yeah, these are weird guys. Um, so, armaments, uh... Well, we should also talk, we should, um, talking a little, we sort of got interrupted in the middle of talking about MA mode, so... Oh, right, yeah. So the MA mode is a very simple one overall, I think. Um, mainly, the arms just kind of tuck under, and the hands go, like, tuck in a bit more into the wrist, and the um, claws flip forward. Um, also, the tail extends, obviously. The tail extends completely, yep. And then uh, you kind of just have the legs uh, do the usual leg thing of... I- I'm trying to see what happens with the skirts. I think the legs might just, like, pivot on their own joint and then just go over the back um i mean like we we have legs folding up but they usually don't like full full, these ones like fold forward over the shoulders yeah these are it's funny because this does a thing that i sometimes like call out for being lazy on ma modes but i think it works here just because the shapes are so weird on the hambrabi mm-hmm um, the other thing about this thing is that when I look at it, it makes me think it should have a Gerwalk mode. 
Yeah, and I think it theoretically could. Well, uh, fun thing, we'll talk about it with the uh, with one of the concept arts of this that I know about, uh, where it kind of does have that. Um, huh. So I'm like looking at the transformation here on Dalong's website. Yeah, it literally is just. Um... Oh, actually, looking at it, right, it doesn't even have to f- rotate the legs at all. Now that I think about it, uh, it literally just bends them all the way back like that. Yeah. Yep. Skirt doesn't have to move at all. This is a very simple transformation. Um, and surprisingly, does, like, effective for that, you know? Yeah. does have these... Oh! Oh! Here! Rockets! In the, uh, calf! They pop down! Oh! So it does have some, uh, in the legs, too, there. Okay. They're just in the calf, and they only pop up during the MA mode. They would only be visible from the rear of the MA mode, too. I see. Which, obviously, okay. if you look at the two, uh... Like, uh, Sete artworks. We've got a top view, which you can see them. They're kind of, like, pulled up a bit more. But it's not... It still looks like, oh, that's just, like, parts of the leg. Uh, and then we have the bottom of the MA mode. Yeah. Uh, very simple transformation, though. Just kind of sandwiches, you know, like, just folds itself over itself. Um, doesn't have to do anything weird with the heads or anything. Because, you know, the head and the eyes are all still pointing everywhere you need them to. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, I like the shape of this thing when it's in MMO, I, though, just because it's weird. I am surprised, like, while I was watching Zeta, I didn't feel any particular way about it. Like, I didn't dislike it or whatever, but, like, this is a really good design. I just think this is really, like, cool and, like, simple, but, like, none of... It's, like, it's simple as in it doesn't have a whole ton of concepts going on, but most of the concepts are, like, different from a normal mobile suit in a way that mm-hmm. is compelling. And this is a Nagano design, too, should note. So mm-hmm. that's that probably explains some of the weirdness with it. Because uh, he makes some pretty cool designs. Yeah. Um, so uh, going over the armaments now. Um, does have beam sabers. Uh, the beam sabers are stored in the uh, forearms, and they are able to pop out. They can also just be fired as little beam guns in the forearms. Speaking of Nagano... The Q-Blade does the exact same thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it has those. Um, it has beam rifles that are mounted on the back. Uh, these beam rifles are... They're, it's funny, because they are called beam rifles, but they are fixed. They're not, like, ones that it can pick up by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, they can, um... They can actually, like, be rotated, uh... Obviously, when it's in MA mode, it would be rotating up, but because they're on the backpack, uh, when it's in, like, MS mode, they would be kind of rotating down in that case. But they can Mm -hmm. move up to, like, 90 degrees to be able to fire in different directions. So, like, in MS mode, it could fire directly behind it or right above it in MA mode. Of course, this being a space-based suit, uh, at least when we see it, up is relative, so, you know. (laughs) Sure, sure. Uh, does have the tail lance. It does mention that the tail, uh, can pierce enemy units. So the tail is definitely, like, pointy enough and strong enough that it can actually be used as a weapon. Uh, remember, remember the methods. Yeah. Uh, it does have the claws on the forearms. Again, uh, they operate, uh, when in mobile armor mode as landing gear, but they can, of course, be used, uh, as weapons as well because they are just, like, big metal claws that fold forward um mm-hmm. then you have the fedayeen rifle which uh, yes which is one of the coolest beam rifles in zeta and even in general 
in general, pretty pretty high up there. Uh-huh. Uh, the Fedeen rifle is also used by the Gaplay. It's a really cool rifle that is, like, a really long rifle with an interesting, like, shape to it because it's got, like, these big, like, hooks on the, like, when it's being held in the rifle mode, it's, like, this really weird long rifle with two, like, hooks at the end of it. And then, of course... So, is the intention for those to, like, hook behind into the shoulder from behind? I don't actually know what the hooks are used for. Um... I, I'm thinking about it with, like, the MA mode and the way the MA mode on the Gapflay works, and I think that they are for the Gapflay's MA mode, and, of course, it just retains them normally as well. Sure. Um, I guess they could also just be used for hooking an enemy, because, of course, those hooks are located around the Beam Saber, which is at the end of the uh, rifle. Um, rather than being, like, one of those Zeta-style uh, sabers where... You know, the rifle itself is emitting the saber out of the end. It instead just has a saber attachment on the, like, back part of it. Uh, like, on, is that, I guess, the stock. I don't... Is that correct? I don't think that's correct. Uh, I could show you on the model real quick. Please uh, do. Here. Here you go. Certainly, uh, I've seen it represented as being able to put a beam blade out the barrel. Let's see. Hmm. Okay. It comes out of the shorter end just because that would be a bit easier to switch to rather than just using the barrel. But why would you want to switch to it? I mean, like, in this situation, you have your own beam sabers. If you are actually going to do, like, close-up dueling, just let go and use the ones you on your hands. The reason, like, I'm just arguing with the designers at this point, but, like, the advantage here is to have the beam blade come out of the end of that barrel so you have a spear. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, that's just oh, how they. That's what they did. That's just how they've always done it with the yeah, the gap play and stuff too. Um, though I guess that having the two hooks, you could use those to grab something while trying to swing the saber at them too. Like what? A coke? No, like like it could hook, <laughs> like if they were trying to dodge, it, like and they bar- and it barely missed, it would actually hook into them. It feels like an unrealistic use case to me. Fair enough, I guess. We're talking Gundam stuff, you know? <laughs> thing is full of them. Um, apparently, at some point, it did use the Hyzak and Marasai beam rifle, like the little, the, you know, small one with, like, the little rounded E-pack at the end. Um, and then, of course, the Sea Serpent! Uh, everyone loves the Sea Serpent. Uh, these are the weird, like, wired weapon that, uh... They have like a little, they have like little thrusters at the end of them, and they're on a wire, and it's like on a, it's just like an electrical cable. Like it's kind of like mm-hmm. a weird version of like the heat rod. Um, but it's like on a wire because Tamino loves when there's an electric wire. He he does really love an electric. The thing wire. is, it so consistently pops up in shows with different designers where he's on the head that I'm thinking it's not the mecha designers making these. I think he's just like, yeah, I need to, it needs to be able to shock them. Yeah, he also has uh, the sea serpent. Well, no, I guess that's um, like they can kind of work together to increase the voltage. I mean, like, I guess all that really means is that they're designed in such a way that if you are electrocuting the same at target as another sea serpent, they're designed not to have feedback. Um, yeah. Well... But- um, they do do the thing where they have them all tied together, though. Like, I believe they have the ends tied together, and that's do why they, you get that. I thought they just had them tied to the target. 
Maybe they just tied to Target? Well, no, because, um... Uh, I'm trying to think. Because this might be a video game problem of them wanting to represent the spider web in games. Um... But I, I sometimes think of it as, like, them, like, basically all, like, linking the ends of them together, like, wrapping them, and then just, like, forming a web with the th- the wires. And, of yeah, course, I... it, it, the way it looks is, like, the wires are vaulting off of one another, too. Mm-hmm. Actually, but also, this oh. is a thing that Tomino has done 50 billion times, is where you get the protagonist, and then people stand at three points and fire cables around them. And, you know, they wrap around each limb and the pilot's like, ah, it actually looks like if so you look times. at the wires, it does look like they wrap around because you can see bits that aren't electricity between the wires. Do you see like the thin lines being drawn? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so that's it's like fair. Okay. they, they yeah. kind of just I guess it, it's probably a bit haphazard. But I mean, this is Yazan we're talking about them just being like, yeah, let's make a spider web out of our fucking electric cables. Seems like a thing that he would do. That's true. That's true. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, this even comes up with, like, the Giradogas in, uh, in Shark's Counterattack, right, with, uh, you know, the three of them, or a bunch of them, like, linking the wires to Amaro. They, they, Tamino loves this. He loves he when loves there's it. just wires that are electric. And, you know what? They are cool. He had a, he had a terrifying experience with, uh, household, you know, wiring as a child, and it just left a real impact. So, uh, we're going to talk about some interesting stuff here. First of all, uh, we can see the earliest version, much like the Kibale, because it's on the same page. We have the earliest, ver- like, one of the earliest versions of the Hambrabi. Uh, or Hamblabi, as it is put here. Um, and I like this art a lot of it. Uh, mainly because it's, like, weird looking. Um, it still has all, like, the mono eyes on it. But it has, like, these weird arms where they are, like, I would almost describe, like, the end of it as being, like, a hoof, and then it's got, like, two claws as well. It's so strange looking on the arms here. It is very weird looking. It's also weird looking, like, a situation, like, I get why you draw this for fun, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't know why you'd ever think you would get through production this mess of cables under the waist. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is definitely, like, this is him drawing uh, his early designs for it, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. for for them to look at and normalize. Um, let's see, this was drawn, we even have a date. It says, uh, yeah, 4-18-1986. So, uh, do we have the, what episode did this, uh, did the Hambrabi debut? Um, 4-18. Okay. Oh, no, this was actually drawn after the Hambrabi came out. So, this is just him drawing his own... So I had actually seen these before, and because of how weird they look, I had always assumed that these were maybe like pre-production things. Well, these are actually I mean, post-production. They're labeled original version, so what they could be is him redrawing the early concepts for the sake of an art book. Oh, that could be the case, yeah. Just given that it has the 1986 year, though, this is definitely, both of these are debuting like when, right when I want to say Zeta is finished in like double zetas i think about to be on interesting though mm-hmm. yeah i think the original version below had always made me assume these were concepts and uh i had always looked at these kind of from a distance i never really looked at the date on them and mm-hmm. so noticing the date that was like oh so yeah he's probably redrawing like the earlier concepts now we do have a concept version 
from before the show was out, though, which I will show, uh, which would be the Clax, I think it's called. Uh, and this is definitely, um, this is located with, um, a bunch of, like, uh, the proto Mark twos and stuff, uh, by him and the Zeta and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you see, like, there's the Mark twos down there. You have a proto Zeta up there, which if you look at that proto Zeta, you can tell that that is the one that gets reworked into the Hyakushiki. Like, if you look at, like, the legs especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is a very weird design, though, because it's like it's not a Gundam. It has a fucking like Apex Legends robot face. <laughs> yeah, um, and like a weird shield and stuff. But you can see there's the uh, it's uh, Kurakusu. So I've always seen it as the Klax. Uh, it doesn't make note of the Methus there. So I'm wondering if the originally it was designed as like maybe a Titan's take on the Methus or something. Hmm, maybe. Um, but you can see it's doing a Garewalk. It is, yeah. yeah. We missed out. Yeah, I mean, it's it, also also because they're just like with the Hambrabi pretty much only ever fought in like open space, didn't even fight in colonies that I can think of. Yeah. Um. So there was not really an opportunity for it to do Garewalk, which is too bad. Also, just shouting it out on the page because it's here. Balut system. We all love the Balutes. At the, the bottom. Good. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Uh. Also, I like the name of Clax like that. I don't know why. It's just a fun name to me. Clax. You just love the game. It is the 90s and is there, there is time for Clax. Game? Yeah. What is Clax? You don't know Clax. Okay. Yeah, no. uh, Clax is a 1990 puzzle game by Atari. The uh, Tic Tac Tile game. Is how they worded uh, that on this ad right here. Yeah. Um here's here is the reference i was making um which is their title screen it is the 90s and there is time for clacks oh also throwing this because this is also some nagano art uh love love nagano shiroko here with his fucking amazing widow peak widow's peak and like (laughs) giant hair his widow's peak is so intense it makes it look like his head hollows out and then the hair flows out of it yeah um that's a fun one to share uh but yeah the um hambrabi is just like a weird suit it's just weird um it's got it doesn't have as many variations as you would hope but there are some uh one small one actually that i want to mention because it doesn't have its own page is um we have this one, the RX-138 Hambrabi, so I'm assuming this is supposed to be, like, a prototype, uh, is maybe the idea, just given that it's 138 instead of 139. Uh, mm-hmm. this is a scratch build model, but I do like it just because it feels like a weird, it, it, it's like trying to turn it from a manta ray into a jet. Like, this looks like a weird jet instead, which I think is kind of fun. Is this at all canon? I mean, no, it's a, it's in a story called, what is it? Uh, violent three-cornered battle of the Gripsay conflict. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> taking another look at Zeta and the Titans that created it. Or the Times that created it. Sorry. For those Titans. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Taking a lo- another look at Zeta and the Times that created it. Uh, this, I mean, it's have... a model series thing, but yeah. magazine models are always in that weird place where it's not like they're like 
they're, they're probably on like the furthest ends of the idea of what we would think of as official, but they are in like works that are ma- you know this is in they're model f- graphics. They're just official, like but they're not canon, so I'm not gonna. I mean, well, no, not just like Sentinel. I mean, Sentinel gets referenced in later things, sure, but what I mean is. This is for a story that's in model graphics. Sentinel was also a story in model graphics. All right, fair enough. I'm putting it on the list. Yeah. It, yeah. And the uh, the AWACS hammerhead version of it. Yeah. Have. Which yeah. is really fun because they, so they're like, well, it already looks more like a jet. What if we just made it into a jet fully? Like, you can see it has legs, right? Like, you can see the joint and stuff, but. And it's fucking beefy now. Also, it does this... have a hammerhead shark like head on it. Uh huh. I want to see this untransformed. Actually, is the thing. I wonder if it's able to. Probably not. I do like that it does say non-canon here on the wiki, but that doesn't. Ugh, that means nothing. That means nothing. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a magazine. It's a magazine that was allowed to run Gundam stories and whatnot. So it is, you know. Yep. Uh. Oh right, the wiki did mention it, but. I mean, you know, since it is a suit that was gone over, uh, I didn't think about this. The Epion has the same transformation as it, kind of. Yeah, I don't think it works as well for the Epion. Yeah, but... no, it's it's cooler on the Hambrabi. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, no one gives a shit about the fucking Epion transformation, but it's fucked up because thinking on it, the Epion even does the tail thing, just with the it whip does. instead. It does, you're right. Yeah. Um. Alright, so we've got a couple of variants of these. Let's take a look at these. We've got... Yeah, they, uh, I guess we would just do them in order. So, we've got the ARZ-139 non-Brabi. Mm-hmm. This is the one I refer to. This is the one that I know because of you, basically. Yeah, let me find better art for it than the wiki has real quick, just to share. Yeah, the wiki just has fucking tiny-ass blurry art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm pretty sure I have a bigger art of it. Let's see. Ransom Zeta... Advance of Zeta Reboot, going through my folders. Just give me one sec. Um, let's see. Should stick out to me because the page will be very orange because it's all these motherfuckers. Alright, here's a slightly bigger version of the art that's on the wiki. Um, believe there might be another one with it. Oh, no, no, no. It's just the uh, one of its parts being put onto the uh, wound warp, but not... Uh, it doesn't have, like, the whole non-zobby. So- of these, I'm the most, like, of all these variants, I am the most confused by the non-Brabi. It has a drill tail. That oh. is obvious. What the fuck is the point of any of the rest of it? Um, well, funny you mention that. Uh, it has, so, looking at it, when it folds up, right, it has the oh, drill that's, tail. it fold. Mm. Yeah. It is in doing. It is actually doing the thing you mentioned of having a Garewalk mode too. If you look at the legs there, mm-hmm. or oh no, it's not even Garewalking. I just noticed those are. I think the arms. Yeah, it okay. You can see the arms do have a different design there. So the arm they made the arms into feet. It's like a mobile drilling platform. It like yes. it walks to where it needs to go and then folds up and plants itself and starts drilling. Yeah, and if you look at like the head and the shoulders, you can see it actually has like the it has these little like shield looking pieces hanging off of them and I I I'm assuming those might be like you know, for driving into the ground just to keep it stable. Mhm. And it also has a bulldozer arm on the back as well. It looks like 
Um, I'm curious how it folds that down. But, uh... Yeah, it's just, it's just a weird drilling platform, basically. I really like all the hanging pieces on it, actually, now that I look at it. Um... It also has some fun things, like, if you look at the legs, it has some lights that would be pointing downward to light up the area below it. Like, if you look at the, uh, the, uh, like, sort of gridiron, uh, added to the legs, you can see it just has some lights added in between the irons, and those- Oh, would, yeah, it does. Yeah. Those would be pointing down at night, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, uh, the feet also are designed in such a way that they would also stick into the ground, it looks like, because they are extended greatly- Compared to the normal one, and they like also closer have... to like a Zeta foot. Yeah, I, I like if you look at the transform version of it though, it has a lot of points of contact for the ground. It looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um, I also like when it's in the MA or in the MS mode, how those three shields, like the ones, uh, the one on the face and the shoulders, they all kind of fold forward. Just a weird looking thing. In in MS mode, it looks like nothing. It's just like, what are you doing? But as a drilling platform, I mean, it just looks like a weird drilling vehicle, yeah. Has a lot a lot of mono eyes for a drilling vehicle. Mm-hmm. But again, they were just repurposing, like, you know, leftover Titan suits, so... They had a Hambrabi, and they're like, fuck it, we'll make it for civilian use. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, there's also, see... This one gets its own article, even though it's also a model graphics thing. This is from Gundam Wars 1, uh, Project Zeta. We have the Hambrabi Mark LB. It's not... That's a weird name. It's not it's Mark a limit 2. break. Mark 1B, maybe? Or Mark no, Pound? No, it's, 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 it's definitely LB. Yeah. We'll say it's Mark Pound, then. Uh vampire um which simply takes the elements of the normal hambrabi and makes them all pointier yeah i was gonna say it it just sort of does a little bit of stretchy here yeah the cone head gets a little longer and it has like a little antenna at the end the shoulders look like they go a little further out the wings on the back have gotten larger and now have uh several bits pointing off of them uh on the bottom and then on the middle Uh, it does seem like they have more dramatic like vernier spots too yeah they're just these huge big wings like sections that are colored in red uh yeah oh this is interesting if you look at that image on the armaments uh-huh. it lists the sea serpent heat rod and the web spinner catching net as different things interesting i don't know what that hmm. it also lists a buster cannon which i think is just their slightly modified fetine so whatever yeah that just looks like the fetine looking at it the fedine um, without the little clippy on the bottom to make it look distinct. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a weird little, like, custom model. But, Wait. hell, may as well add it. Why does the fedine have that? Fedine have what? The little clippy on the bottom of the... the, the if you look at the fedine rifle, it has a little... Um, oh, the clippy thing in the front? Yeah, you know what that is? What? That's They put that on rifles so you could have, like, a shoulder sling. You wouldn't do that on a mobile suit. No one does that. Uh, hmm, yeah. Like a cloth shoulder strap? Uh, it does it. That's how I knew which end, you know, the beam saber comes out of, too. Sure. Just at a glance is uh, that. Huh. Um, well, yeah, it just has, I mean, 
the Dom's giant bazooka also has one of those. That's you know, that's a good point. Sometimes it they does. Just, they just have a, them. It has a fucking big one too. Yeah. Sometimes they just have those. Um, okay. Now, this actually brings up a thing I'm curious about thinking on it. I'm gonna look at the uh, kit for this. Um, I'm curious if it does anything with the rifle in MA mode. I mean, I think it just attaches, right? On the Hambrabi? Yeah. Um, do we have any pictures of that, though? I'm just curious, because, uh... I'm not seeing it. And, yeah, even on the model kit, it can't attach it to the MA mode. Let me see. I'm, like, looking at the pictures of it, um... But I don't think we ever see it with the Fedayeen, uh, when it does the MA mode, um... I, I don't I don't remember ever seeing it do the transformation, but I feel like I remember seeing it attached in a like having been attached already. In you a know way what that it can probably do? It can probably just hold it in its hand. That's there's also that I guess it. I mean, its arms are still free, so sure. yeah. Well, like we literally have it in the MA mode, like lowering the arm to fire the beam gun out of the wrist, even which the way this beam gun is animated makes it look way cooler than I imagine the effect is. But it could just theoretically hold it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Why not? But yeah. Alright, and then we have our one, uh, you know, spoiler warning one. After this point, we're going to be talking about a machine from Gundam Build Fighters Amazing Ready, which is itself not spoilery, but in so doing, we discussed... Uh, setting details and mechanical details from build fighters and so that is spoilery so please uh, consider that and uh, do what's best for you because uh, this is from build fighters amazing ready which is the one untranslated manga um, well then it's not a spoiler warning yeah no this one did get a P bandai also this one's a weird one the Hambrabi Suban uh, this so is this used... is not a Humbrabi. Uh, I mean, the legs are, but... This is used by Luang Delara... Uh, De Delara? Trying to say the name right. I'm trying to not mix up my L's and R's there. Delara. Uh, who is also famous for piloting the Abigorbine, which is the sort of Dunbine reference that you get in uh, Gundam Build Fighters. With the, uh, it's an Abigor that is painted... Uh, uh, purple and uh, you know that's basically it and it has like a beetle horn instead of a normal horn mm -hmm. uh, this is a cool one though actually I like this thing's design um, this is by Junya Ishigaki by the way our good friend Ishigaki did this design um, and we can actually see some of his earlier art for it there which is really interesting but we'll we'll talk about that when we get to that first we'll talk about the base design so the head the head is like this weird kind of it has, like, visor eyes now. It does have, like, the thing going on where it has two sets of eyes. It's just their visors instead of mono eyes now, It's right? like they're done in, like, a Build Divers Leo style. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, I like the uh, cheeks now having these, like, vents in them. Um, and then, yeah, it's it, it, I didn't even think about that, but it does have kind of a Leo-y feel. It even has, like, the two little, like pads that look like sensors like around the mouthpiece there mm -hmm. um 
And then you get the uh, torso. Which is just a heatsink. The torso is just a heatsink. Uh, also, on the model kit, has always looked like teeth that were, like, painted black to me. <laughs> which always makes it look like it has a big smiling chest. Like, uh... Even on the custom model here. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah it looks like a big smile is happening. Um, and then uh, around the waist section, uh, instead of having like, like that rounded ball section, you instead get like uh, a sort of a belt going on with like a little jewel in the middle. I don't know if that jewel is a sensor or what. Uh, I guess we'll find out when we go over like armaments. It might be a beam cannon or something. We'll see. Um for the shoulders uh the shoulders themselves oh the also should note the torso is much more like a standard mobile suit torso and then you have like the shoulders like more normal as well um they do have three holes drilled into them which looks kind of cool i actually like that it, it has like the three hole thing that the uh original ham robbie did with the legs mm-hmm. um but uh yeah uh, if you go down the arm, though, we've got these upper arms that are similar, uh, to the ones on the Hambrabi. The lower arms, same thing. Uh, it does have, like, the little fold-down claws. I believe on the kits themselves, these are actually using, like, the same parts as the Hambrabi for the arms. Um, but, you know, obviously because this is Ishigaki drawing it, it does look a little different in the artwork. Um, for the legs, you still have, like, the single crotch piece, uh, with the waist, you you know, the the skirts are actually in the legs, uh, or attached to the sides of the legs. Um, the legs design is similar. I don't think it has the cable anymore in the legs. Um, no, I'm trying to see on the model kit if we can see it. Yeah, no, I don't think it has the cables uh, on the legs anymore. Um, does have even longer knees. Uh, it still has that, like, kind of, like, step thing going on with the knees, but they're, like, there's more of them. Uh, and then the lower legs, again, similar to the Hambrabi, though, I think these are shortened a little, and you have a bit more decoration going on in that the, um, the two little parts that are sticking out on the outside of the legs that have the holes drilled into them, they have a bit more angles going on with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, it does have high heels, a uh, bit more so than the original, uh, Hambrabi. Still has very pointy feet, though. Um, finally for the backpack, you get like a, it's again, very similar to the actual Hambrabi backpack, but you've got the, the wings are going up instead. Well, and they're really cut down, right? Like yeah. they're like a, th a thing that like uh, some of the pictures will make clear is it can take it off and use it as a shield, which is pretty cool actually. Yeah. But, like, this is oh. not, like, it's not actually much, at, when it's on the back, it seems like it's just a piece of metal hanging out there with, uh, it, and it's, it's, the guns are even mounted separately, so. Yeah. Oh, actually, I just noticed, that shield is a different thing, I think. Re oh, yeah, you're right. No, you're uh, right. Yeah, it, the shield, it just has a flight platform that it can use, which are, it looks like it's just recycling the original parts from the Sazabi more, or, uh, sorry, the, uh, Hambrabi, more than likely. Um... But I do like that it is using it as, like, a glider here, which is kind of fun. Um, so, yeah, this is a weird design. I like it, though, overall, I think. Um, still has the beam sabers in the arms. Uh, I presume they could also still be used as a beam gun. Uh, 
has the beam rifles on the backpack, has the tail lance still, which is just the same design of tail lance, has the claws on the arms, still uses the Fedayeen rifle. Uh, now it has the wing tomahawk, which is using the original Hambrabi's wings. Yep, that's what this is. It has many microscopic holes, though, uh, and apparently it fills those holes with Plavsky particles. Uh, and it can be thrown as a destructive attack known as the Suban Sen Kwan. So basically, it fills it with particles and then just throws it. And I guess the particles reinforce it so it doesn't break. So it just becomes a giant throwing, like, wing boomerang thing? Sure, sure. I'm Batman. Yeah. Shadows of my playground. I like this guy, though, overall. Now, I yeah. will say, though, I like some of the earlier drawings a bit more. Uh, So we have three early designs, and luckily they're all on the wiki page. I'm assuming Ishigaki, given the sketches here... Probably posted them on Twitter or something. Uh, on the earliest sketch, you can actually see him trying to give it a, a, almost a Gundam head, but with a mono-eye. Which mm-hmm. I always love when they do that. Um, the earliest sketch, though, yeah, if you look at, like, the head, like... You, and you can kind of see elements of the final design on this, right? Like, the torso and stuff is pretty similar. Just doing more normal gundam stuff going on. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like that head, like, giving it the V-fin and stuff. And it looks like, uh, in the upper left... Um, it maybe has like a mono eye inside of the, uh, the forehead jewel there too. And it has a little bit of the backpack that extends up and is like the original Hambrabi like cone head. Uh, and that extends up and has an eye on the front and back. It's also interesting because like, it's a different, it's a different look. I don't think it's trying to recycle parts, but one of the designs, um, looks like it's almost trying to do like a Xanak kind of look. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, with the last one, yeah, where yeah. you've got that, uh, yeah, this one feels very inspired by the Xanak. Uh, uh, I like how it says separate okay on the shoulder and mono eye okay on the head. Probably because I imagine this is being done for a model design series, so he probably has to work together with someone who's going to make a custom model. I don't know if they ever plan, like, I don't know if this is one that was planned to have a Bandai kit as well. But this is one of the ones, like, because, you know, not everything in the in that story in Build Fighters Amazing has kits. Yeah. But everything in it has custom kits because it all gets made by, you know, uh, like, Bandai just does a bunch of premium Bandais for the various well, releases in it. Wait, if it says mono eye okay, and it has two distinct eye sockets, that means there's, like, it has just, like, a normal face, but one mono eye that darts between the two eye yeah. sockets, which is so that. cool. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's great. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, Ishigaki, always a winner. Um, you also have the middle design, which is kind of, like, a bit of a mix of both. Uh, this one this one is even more Gundam-y, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh like, if you look at the chest, it even has, like, chest vents, and, like, the cockpit hatch is the same as, like, a Gundam cockpit hatch. This is definitely trying to turn the Hambrabi into, like, a Gundam. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think, I think is uh, is our, our friend Junya Ishigaki being like, okay, it's a build show, you want me to make a Gundam, right? <laughs> um, I really like the head on this one, actually, too, because it has, like, a Gundam face with, like, you know what this kind of reminds me of, actually? Uh, hmm. the head here almost reminds me of the Vargil from Moon Gundam in a weird way. Yeah, totally. I can, I can totally see Like, it. the way that it's doing the, uh, chin and stuff, uh, like that really thin, uh, doing, like, the Gundam chin, but thin, having a small face. Uh, I really love the mono eye on the head, though, because it looks like it's wearing a hat with a mono eye in it. Mm-hmm. 
and it still has like a look a little bit of a v fin uh i just really like this one um, oh wait no i was when i when i was thinking of a different mobile suit when i you said vargle i'm looking at the vargle now and i don't see it at all oh well uh, wait uh <laughs> specifically just the way that the chin is and stuff is all i meant okay fair enough there's something about the head shape that i was thinking specifically of of something i can't remember what. i this head is familiar to me is it the maganac no but that's a good point it does look kind of maganaki um which is also an ishigaki design so you know i was i think i was thinking of isn't there like a a, a doga like variant that didn't get used that had like the psycho doga or something that had like a pope hat or something uh there is uh there's the Girodoga kai that one has more of a military style hat this one and then there's uh psycho doga does have kind of like a weird commissar hat let me see uh but we've been we've covered too many of these damn things i don't fucking know anymore <laughs> yeah here um pulling it up for you uh this is the psycho doga which has the uh other hat no that wasn't i mean hmm, i don't know what i was thinking of who knows um Magnex anyway though pull. i do think all of these uh concept designs are also themselves pretty good um mm -hmm. The Zanuck one is probably my favorite just because I would love to get like a weird like Z like a uh, uh, victory reference going on in there. But mm -hmm. uh, overall, though, like these designs, um, fun inter reinterpretation of doing the Hambrabi, I think. Mm -hmm. Also very purple. Yeah. Um, it is rather purple. But uh, yeah. And I guess that would have to be it for this week. Um, so, Six, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me after we answer a question from oh, a listener. Sorry, we have a listener question. Yep. Okay. And now we're heading into questions, and we are going to be talking just general details about, you know, like mechanical design because we got a question about suit design and what we think about suit design so it's going to be for a lot of future gundam stuff none of it's too detailed none of it's too specific but if you are quite spoiler sensitive nah, this is the time to bow out um oh also just had to confirm it just to make sure it wasn't a stylistic difference uh the knees are in fact longer on it um so yeah, and the arms are the same arms. It's just you know, the the art style difference. Anyway, listener questions. Where the fuck is it? Um, <laughs> was I'd it feel like DM a real clown. To you? Maybe it was. Well, I'm looking at my my DMs on Twitter, which is where they, usually they come in. Maybe they're maybe it was a one on here. Let's see. Uh, ba 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 If I just have to edit all this out, that's fine. But. That's fine. I feel like I was got some I'm time. I'm busy converting all these WebP images because I don't have these uh, saved for the Ishigaki ones uh, into something more usable. <laughs> so I despise I, I despise the WebP format. I P U P. We all P for WebP. Shut up and find the thing. No one's don't. I'm don't trying. It doesn't I know, require my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, w I wish it did because I wish it didn't have to hear that. Well, now I have to leave all this in because it annoyed you. Uh, 
Fair enough, I guess. No other way it could have gone. Uh, yeah, maybe I didn't. Maybe I. Um. Oh, is this? Okay, I'm gonna read this question, and you tell me if this sounds familiar. I think we haven't done this one. All right, read it. Uh, so this comes in from Vi. Uh, not sure how to phrase this question, but do bear with me. Are there any mobile suit designs you dislike, but like when another design incorporates some elements of the one you disliked? For example... I don't think not, we can answer this. Yeah. Okay, for example, not a fan of the Strike Freedom at all, but the Vilkis is one of my favorite mecha designs ever. Ooh. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Uh, th there's definitely cases of this, like, where I've complained about something on this show, and then another mobile suit does that, and I'm like, well, it did it better, so... I, obviously, because it's not from Gundam, uh, I hadn't seen the Vilkis before. This is a hell of a thing. Uh, I'm mixed on the Vilkises, but that's because every design in Cross Ange looks like that. Uh. It's one of those things where, like, it feels like they had a solid design base, and then they went, okay, so now we're going to do that on all of these. <laughs> like, uh, let's see. Also, Cross Ange is a crime, but, like... Here's, like, another design from Cross Ange. That's the Cleopatra. And here's the earring. Because, of course, I still have them all saved because I save all robot art. I, I, I do still like it. Yeah, but this is, like I said, this is just the thing that happens with me where, like, I sometimes get fatigued when every design is, like... That's. I think that's a good knock on the show. For me, it does not make me appreciate the individual designs that much less but also this is my first introduction you know we can sit on it yeah yeah these all are the same design over and over yeah that um, is true i think it's the cg mecha problem too where they're like well no we have subtle differences in the paint job and texture on all of them so they're actually all different uh but it doesn't help because you know cg mecha this is a this is a constant problem with cg mecha design i feel where they think because they gave it a new texture, that means it's new, but it's not. <laughs> um, like, it still has the same silhouette and whatnot. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, there's a yeah. lack of imagination. I'm like, I'm going to look at, like, some designs I like real quick, actually, and see if there's, like... Because <laughs> I've been posting a bunch on Twitter that I like because, I don't know, it's just it's what I do. Um, I'm going to try to see if there's, like, any elements on them where I'm like, okay, I usually hate this, but I like it on here. Well, here's a here's a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um I don't like the Zeta. Mm. I okay. like a lot of Zeta derivatives like the Zeta Plus and stuff. I think those are all cool. The Zeta itself I just don't like. I you know, I can agree with that. I'm the same way. We're like Let's see. I like the Zeta Pluses. I like the Gundam Mark III, which is literally just a non-transforming Zeta with, like, you know, some Hyakushiki elements on it. Mm -hmm. Um, like, yeah. I like the I like the Strike Zeta because it's ridiculous and fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love. Yeah, I guess also... maybe working backwards from a design I don't like would maybe be the best way to do it. I um, feel like I feel like that's the way to. Honestly, that's the way to do it. I mean, I don't know if this counts, but mm, no, never mind. I'm not saying it. I don't. I don't think it's a good enough example. Mm. 
I was going to say some stuff about the Shenlong, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Uh, honestly, transformations are always themselves, like, kind of like a thing where I'm mixed on them, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, like, sometimes I'm like... I Sometimes... I just don't care at all about an MA mode. Sometimes I think they're fine, and sometimes I just don't care. But see, that's... Actually, oh, great example on the episode we just did. Hambrabi, I like, right? Yeah. And I like its transformation. I think the Epion's transformation is dog shit. And actually, another suit that does the same transformation is one of my least favorite. Um, This is from a future Gundam thing, but since we're at the end of the episode anyway. Uh, and it's just saying the design's name. There's a design in Gundam Sea Destiny called the Bobby. I despise this thing in a I lot don't of ways. It at all. So, uh, let me pull it up. Uh, B-A-B-I. Uh, the wiki is doing that thing where I'm clicking to expand the image, and of course it's not actually, you know, it's blacking out. Oh, yeah, no, this is bad. Yeah, so the normal Bobby is already kind of like a big nothing whatever suit. Like, I can be friendlier to a lot of seed mono eyes, but this one I don't care about. Look at this transformation. Like... It's just nothing. I actually like it. It's not good, but I like it. See, I hate um, this. It's... I, I'm i not going to get into too much detail. We're mentioning the name, and we're mentioning we don't care for it. I want to keep this from getting too spoilery. I get, well, you know, it's the, it's the question section. It always gets spoilery. Um, I just think the way it is just covered in missiles and is holding two different guns is so stupid that I'm on board. Also, its transformation is... Terrible, are you kidding me? <laughs> just yeah, those no. feet just stacked on top. <laughs> yeah, that's what I don't like is I don't like the transformation. It's uh yeah, I mean I don't think I don't think there is very much that is genuinely good about this design, but I think it's bad in ways that I find endearing. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm trying to think other things. I mean, I don't know if this counts, but I don't like the strike. I love the uh, the um, impulse. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, the impulse is a vic- uh, well. The impulse is kind of a victory, though. It's true. It's true. But um, more so. Okay. I don't like the victory. <laughs> Wait, you don't like the victory? I don't hate it, but I no, I don't like the victory Gundam. I didn't know that, huh? Yeah. It's like, it's it's fine, but, like, I mean, one of the things I really hate is just, I hate its use of color. It's just so much white that I really don't like that at all. I love a victory. Um, I'm, like, looking at, I'm just scrolling through all my designs just to see if I have any more examples, because it's just, it, this, again, this is kind of a hard one to think about, actually, just because... You know, you don't real you don't necessarily even realize it until you are looking at the design, like whether you like or dislike the element, you know? You know, I'm thinking more and more about it. Mm-hmm. And of of ones from Victory, not getting into really weird shit, the only victory I like is the second V from the manga. I don't like the or dash, the I don't like the hexa, I don't like the victory too. Oh, you don't like the hexa? Oh, see, I, I like, like the hexa because I like the head a lot. Um I, I like all the victories, though, uh, including the second V, which is one of my favorites, though, I will say. Second V is really cool. That. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, uh, well, actually, here's a good example. Um, normally, I really love when shields are mounted, like, on areas that are, like, weird. Mm-hmm. But the Rion looks dumb. 
<laughs> I mean, this looks like uh, it was created for Clover. I think this was Rion. Let me double check. This might be from Rion. Uh, what is this thing? No, this isn't the Rion shit. It's one of those weird, uh, you know, like manga things. RX seventy eight EXPH one. I mean, here's a here's a here's a uh, really classic. Oh, it's the exam. Zephyr Gundam. Sorry, that's the Zephyr. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, here's a really classic example that anyone who's listened to this show will know. This machine has a billion variants, and I love almost every variant. But you know what sucks? The mm. RGM seventy nine. <laughs> uh oh, just the gym. Just the base gym. I hate. That's fair. It has a diaper. It has a diaper. Oh. It has a really boring, sad head. It has a really crappy-looking crop top vest. It looks like shit. And so, then it turns into so many sick things. Yeah. I don't feel as bad, though, because I did just learn something. Uh-huh. Rion is the sequel to Outer Gundam, which is where uh, the Zephyr is from. Mm. But, like, even on the cover, like, here's the cover of it. Like, even when it's drawn fancier, I'm just not a big fan of this design, like, this weird... RX-78. Yeah. Um, also, uh, those eyes are terrifying. Uh, please look at this <laughs> close-up, though, of like what it looks like underneath the clear. <laughs> it also has an eye in the chin. It has, it just like has like, like, fucking like, irises and pupils. That's fucked. I hate this. Sometimes I like that on a design, like it's scary. But not well, a, but this isn't scary in a good way. This is scary in this is just a upsetting. derogatory way. This is just upsetting. Yeah. Scary derogatory. <laughs> Scarogatory. Um, Sorry, that sucked. I hate it. Um, bad about it. Also, please look at the character designs for the sequel, Rion, which, given that this is by the same person, I can't imagine the character designs looking that much better in the uh, original. <laughs> what is going on? 1996 that... is happening. 19... So in 1996, listen, I was, I was only seven years old, right? I was three. I don't recall. Maybe you, maybe you, maybe your parents can tell you. Uh, were people's arms three times the size of their heads? God, what the, the fuck? Yeah, I didn't even, <laughs> the perspective happening here is so. There's a lot. Yeah. These are uh, originally in cyber comics, I believe. Uh. And of course, nothing ever talks about them anymore. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I'm reading, sorry, I'm reading the story of this. Uh, the Zephyr Gundam's uh, whole thing is literally, uh, they wanted to make an unmanned mobile suit piloted by an AI uh, at the end of 0079. Uh, Why? Why'd you do that? Uh, they were hoping to, uh, well, specifically, and this is actually something that I like when this is a story element. They wanted to give it performance that a human would die if they were piloting it. But it doesn't matter because there's no human piloting it. I actually like that as an idea. I always like the whole, like, what if we just made it a machine that's so fucked up that it would kill a pilot so we need to not have a pilot? Oh, you know what? Here's another example. Now, since I'm being blasphemous, right? Uh-huh. I've talked about how I don't care for the victories that much. Uh-huh. I don't like the Wings of Light, but I like Destiny's. You don't like the Wings of Light on the V2? No. Uh, lots of blasphemies here. Damn. Listen, I, people ask me to dish. I dish. That's fair. Um, 
I, yeah, hmm. We talked about it on the G Savior episode where I'm not a huge fan of the G Savior, but I like the G3 Savior, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they both do the same, like, kind of, like, weird armor swapping gimmick. Though I like armor swapping gimmicks in general. That's another one where it's kind of like, I can find, I can keep finding the inverse of this question where it's like, what is the example you don't like that has an element you like, right? Like, the same mm-hmm. with the Zephyr there. Um, you know what the problem is with the Wings of Light? What? Is that they're fixed. I mean, there's the cool bit at the very end of the show where it fucking uh, grabs the wings of light with the beam shields and then, like, wraps them around it. Sure, but that's that's Uso being cool. That's something the V2 does! The V2 the... is doing that! No, he's bent... He's, he's taking... He's spinning gold from straw there. Like, that's not an inherent function of the V2. He is doing his fucking classic lighter tricks because he's cool as shit. But... I... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, this is about as good as I think we can get this question answered quickly. Quickly, I say with air quotes. Yeah, you know what I'm going to... Here's, here's listeners, here's what I'm going to start doing, is I'm going to start sending these questions to Dylan before we record so Dylan can think about them. And yeah. also, maybe I will think about them myself, because I saw this one three weeks ago, and I was just haven't say, turned my brain on. I was gonna say, you can't just criticize me for that, because that's been sitting in your inbox. And no, even... absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just I just hadn't, like, I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll save it. I didn't think about it at all. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh... Yeah, so now, Six, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. You can also find my work at ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. And hey, folks, one, my DMs are open. Questions, comments, requests for the show, let me know. Two, we're on podcatcher stuff. You use, like, uh, you know, you use whatever service you use. Maybe maybe you use iTunes. A lot of people don't use iTunes that would listen to us because we're part of the sort of the more insider community, I think. And that's not a dig on iTunes. It's just people start to get really like want their specific niche readers. Um, but reviews and stuff are, are good. We appreciate those. If you want to do those, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, what about you? Uh, you can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com uh, where I've uh, been overcoming my brain and slowly posting through Silent Hill because I think it's one of the most gorgeous games ever made, but you know. Mm-hmm. It is it is hard for me because I, I look, I'm a coward. I'm a coward. Sucks that all the horror things are the things that also have aesthetics I really enjoy, but, you know. Sometimes they're not even intentionally horror, because I think Aquanaut Holiday, absolutely beautiful games. Absolutely games that completely trip up my fear of uh, deep, unending water, um, for obvious reasons. But, you know, anyway. We've gotten uh, six ratings on Apple Podcasts. Oh, no. I'm so terrified to hear this. Oh, they've all been five stars. Thank you so oh, much for yeah. your support. We have, however, gotten zero like written reviews. And hey, I'm not saying you have to do those. I'm saying if you did, we would notice. Maybe we'd read one on the on the on the air on the episode. And uh, thank you. But also, more would help. You know, not to be greedy, but we do actually do the show for free. <laughs> yeah. Um, and make, we don't make money on this website, folks. 
No, and speaking of people who don't make money, right? Hi. We are also partnered with MAHQ, the Mecha Anime Headquarters, right? Yeah, they share our stuff, and theoretically, we would be writing for them. I got sick, and I, I have ideas for things I want to write and put on there, but I haven't because I, I, I got really lazy because sick. And also, my work started. So I guess yeah, I'm not making zero dollars an hour, but you know. Yeah, I, I am... Technically, I'm like, I'm like, well, I haven't been playing anything mecha lately. I could write about World of Warcraft because I've been playing World of Warcraft again. Um, but uh. the latest from MAHQ, and I'm going to start trying to do this at the end of, of every, one episode a week. Not every episode because, you know, sometimes we record multiple a week. Yeah. But uh, so as of this going out, this is going out on June the 8th. Uh, tomorrow, June the 9th, they will be recording live uh, their podcast Gundam at uh, MAHQ. Episode 258, that's 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, over at twitch.tv slash fightersready. We'll have a link in the chat. You could go in, watch a record live. They will respond to chat. It's a good show. Uh, if you want to see what, like, want to talk about what kind of things they've been doing lately, we they have uh, updated a bunch of stuff for Code Geass, some Crossbone stuff, some G-Savior, local favorite, some Reconista. Um me and Chris were both lamenting crossbone designs the other day. It was great. And then also in the in the world of, of editorial work, um, they have a recurring feature called Chaos Theater Redux, where they go back to stuff they previously covered and sort of and reanalyze it that they've covered years ago. And so recently we've had a, uh, a piece on Chrono Cross by Pedro Cortez and one on Star Trek, the motion picture 1979 by Chris Guanche. So you know check that out they're good people yeah but friends and folks until next time i have too many tabs open where was i had a good one fuck i had a good one i hate it here Our women don't belong in a podcast studio. I don't believe that. Whoa, That's a Yazan thing. Whoa, That's a Yazan yeah. thing. I know. I, I, I know. just couldn't remember the other Yazan thing. There's something about a squirrel. I don't remember. Uh, what? He had something about comparing someone to a squirrel. I, I thought, see, I thought you were just going to call me the loser who should be dead or something, because that's what I always think of with Yazan. But you can I mean, I know Yazan says that, but that's, that's like, it's not a Jared line, but it's a Jared line, you know? It's a line for Jared. Look, I was that yes, I was being self-deprecating by calling myself the Jared of the podcast. Okay, listen, being a podcaster isn't about preparations, it's about how you react on the Discord. Peace.